0: Welcome back, Life Group Leaders, to another week of the Life Group Leader Podcast. Every week. This is Pastor Evan, and I'm here with Pastor Hayden. Good to see you guys. And Pastor Hayden, do you want to do the honors of the Here at Compass? Here I am. Here at Compass Bible Church,
1: we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ by reaching people for Christ, teaching people to be like Christ, and training people to serve Christ. And everything we do here at Compass Bible Church, including this podcast, is to fulfill the mission of reaching teaching and training
0: very good well compass we are do in in our current series a work in progress and we are doing part two of building godly lives as we continue in colossians 3 but now in verses 14 and 15 and let me read that to you right now and above all these put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. All right, Pastor Hayden, we are now doing part two of building godly lives. What as life group leaders should we be ready for as we uh, are about to listen to your sermon and to lead our life groups this week?
1: Yeah, this is uh, part two, because part one was last week, and it was so difficult not to preach uh, this uh, verse 14 last week, because it is the crescendo of everything that we were talking about last week, especially in those virtues that we were discussing, and uh, because all of those virtues... Uh, have to be uh, wrapped up into or bound to verse 14 when it says, and above all these things, it means more important than all those things, or or what makes all those things happen is because we have love, and it actually binds all those things together, which we'll talk about in a moment. But as we look forward to this week, we need to understand how uh, the agape love of Christ, uh, how, how God's steadfast love for us uh, is really the, the basis in which we get to have peace with others, because that's what we were called to, how we can be thankful for others and how we can truly love other people. And that's really what we're going to be talking about. And that's really what it means to be building a godly life. You cannot build a godly life without the agape love of God.
0: And Pastor Hayden, what are some of the um, helpful application for us, your three points uh, that you would have for us for this sermon? Yeah,
1: if we want to build a godly life, we have to display. It's pivotal, paramount, we must... Uh, display the Christ-like love uh, of God to one another, and it's got to be the primary motivating factor in our life. Uh, It really is the thing that, that motivates us and moves us to be godly is because we love. We love God. We love other people. Uh, And it comes out in a a couple different ways in the text. Number one is, if we're going to put on uh, this love, uh, it has to be displayed in the way that we lay down our lives for our friends. Uh, That's exactly what Christ did. Uh, There is no greater love than that someone lays down their life for a friend. And it is really uh, the most important way that we show love, is that we lay down our lives for others. Uh, Secondly, is we need to lay down our preferences in the name of peace. And let me talk about that a little bit. I I believe I'll get into it in uh, in our sermon, but just for you life group leaders, this is so important. The way that this is spoken in verse 15, it says, "Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body." There is a uh, there is an expression here that the peace that happens in our lives is what we are called to in one body. Uh, that is really important and significant for us because what we're not saying here is we need to lay down our preferences in the name of peace, and no matter what happens, what we're trying to do is have peace, uh, and there, we have, there's no room for disagreements, no room for theological disagreements, no room for uh, confronting sin because we want to live in peace, and uh, this isn't the peace that we're talking about here. Uh, what we are legitimately talking about is laying down your preferences, things that are not gospel issues, and even in the expression of our local church, uh, we do have, especially in tier one and tier two issues, theological convictions. Uh, and so those things are so important because they create the unity in which we are based on and what we live on. And so when when you come into our church, especially things like exploring uh, Compass, we come in and say, this is what we believe. We lay down a foundation of doctrine to our church and say, hey, uh, this is what we believe. This is where we stand. This is how we preach. And so it's up front with everyone where we stand. And so there ought not to be... Uh, it, conflict based on these doctrines, because if you don't adhere to them, you either, one, go find another local expression of the church, which is such a good thing. That's a good godly thing. It's great that God has given us uh, multiple expressions of the local church within the city of New Braunfels. or also it says, hey, if I will be a part, if I agree and come into covenant uh, relationship, at least in the local expression here at Compass Bible Church here in the hill country, I'm at least going to say, I know where we stand as a church. And even though I do not agree with this stance, or at least I haven't come up with enough what I believe about this thing, you know uh, where the church stands. Therefore, you agree by being a part of our local expression to keep the peace when it Comes to that. And so when we lay down our own preferences in the name of peace, we're not talking about, hey, uh, doctrinal uh, convictions of our church. Uh, we're not talking about uh, the, the primaries of the gospel. What we're talking about here is, hey, our church has agreed to come together uh, on these things, and among these things, Uh, there is no wiggle room, so to speak, or at least everyone knows where they stand with that. Uh, But what it does mean is everything other than those things, there ought to be a conviction in our lives to lay down what we prefer in the name of the peace of the local expression of this church. It doesn't mean we let the Unitarian Church across the road come in and to live in peace with them means we have to give up all uh, all of our commitment to God's word. No, no, no. It means that because we have a conviction about these things we stand somewhere doctrinally uh, stable in these areas anything other than that uh, you can lay down your preferences in the name of keeping peace in god's church uh, and allow the rule of christ to create and keep that peace in our church does that make sense pastor evan it does Whew, all right, because that's, that's a hard one, because uh, if we don't talk about this in this manner, I mean, you're going to have people from all angles saying, well, we can't just let everybody say what they want. Now, you're right. That's why we have a doctrinal position in our church. That's why as life group leaders, you all signed a doctrinal statement and a leadership covenant, uh, because we will create peace by all of us coming together on the main things, uh, and even this, a lot of secondary things. Uh, but with the other things, like, uh, you know, I guess throwing out, things off the top, you know, how you educate your children. Uh, That's not a tier one, tier two biblical issue. And so we are going to uh, lay down our preferences, even though that we all have a real big, passionate, uh, you know, decision in our own families of how we're going to pursue that. Uh, We are going to lay down our preferences when it comes to other people in our church and how they choose to educate their children. Now, there may be a time in the future someday that that may not be the case, but it is the case. And so things like that Uh, There there are many, many other areas, but for the sake of time, we won't jump into a bunch of areas, but we have to make sure that as as Christians at Compass Bible Church, we lay down our preferences in the name of peace, because it is that peace uh, that that we have been called to. Now, we'll talk about Kaleo in a moment, but then the last thing that we need to understand is we need to display our Thanksgiving regularly. Uh, That means this. It's not talking here uh, in the context about thankfulness to God, which of course we always ought to be thankful to God, and that needs to be something that we do every single day. But this is talking in the context of our relationships with others, our friends. Do you share your thankfulness with friends, with people in your life group, with people that you say you love and care about? Because if you don't, you're going to have a hard time uh, displaying Christ-like love to one another. And so, you know, that's the three things we're going to focus on this week as we jump into our sermon and in our life groups.
0: All right, Pastor Hayden, as we continue, we want to dive in and help, uh, you want to help us life group leaders with some helpful insights and phrases, beginning with love. Now, is love like a coat or is like a a band that keeps everything together. What is Paul talking about with love? Yeah, I
1: think that both of those references are are accurate, right? It says above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Uh, Like we've talked about week in and week out over this sermon series, we are talking about uh, taking off and putting on and it is, not at least uh, the analogy talking about clothes and how we ought to wear uh, these virtues and in what way they are ought to be put on. And, uh, In this case, we have love, which is to be put on above all your other clothes. And so you get dressed, uh, and you understand that you need a coat, okay? Or you understand that you need a belt. You have all these clothes, but it's going to be that belt that you put around you that kind of holds them all together, okay? Especially if you're a guy, you wear pants, uh, you tuck your shirt in. uh, And if you tuck your shirt in, you have your pants on. uh, It just can't all stay together super well if you don't have a belt on. And so you got to put that belt on, and it squeezes everything and puts everything in its proper Place And then your outfits in perfect harmony because you wore your belt or gals, you wear your coat and wear your jacket. Uh, It's just how it all works together. And it's all in perfectly harmonious when we put together uh, these things with love, when it's the overcoat of our life.
0: And it's just a reminder that we cannot have compassionate hearts or kindness or humility or meekness without love. Of course. Yeah. And so love is just the beginning and it's the most important because why? Because that's what God tells us. But there's another phrase, Pastor Hayden, that we we were discussing before this, or actually you just mentioned uh, earlier, kaleo, to be called. What does that mean? What is Paul talking about there?
1: Well, if we know our Greek, or at least if you've gone through Exploring Compass, when we see that word called or kaleo, we, it should come to mind ekklesia, right? That's right. The called out, which is what Christians are. Ekklesia is where we get the word church and congregation and church body. Uh, And so when Paul says, uh, to which you were called, that should ring a bell that says, oh, that means uh, to which relationship with God you've been called to, which means set apart, called to something, means called into relationship with God and one another as a body of believers. And so uh, Paul is appealing to our mutual Christian faith, and he says that we're called uh, to live at peace. With one another uh, through Christ. So, called here, and we even read this in one of our Greek English lexicons, and we'll read the definition there, is to urgently invite someone to accept responsibilities for a particular task. Well, as Christians, our particular task is to live at peace with people in love. And it's implying a new relationship to the one who does the calling. Of course, we have a new relationship with God, uh, and so our life ought to look completely different. And so we're called to live at peace with people, uh, and that does mean there has to be a sense of unity in the local expression of the context of our church, and that's why we call people to peace and unity, and we do it with a purpose.
0: And Pastor Hayden, what Paul is not implying here that this is just a— Yeah, a passive thing, almost like there'll be peace by photosynthesis. Like, no, it's an active thing that we say, no, you're commanded to live in peace. No, live peaceably. Of course.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to work on it. It's not just going to passively happen. It's an active participation of all Christians to live at peace with one another.
0: All right. So what are some couple cross references, Pastor Hayden, that we can have in our back pocket when leading our life groups this week? Uh, one good one is
1: 1 Corinthians 1.10, and that's where Paul says to the church in Corinth, which has a lot of division and a lot of problems. A lot of issues. They do, and it says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be only a couple of divisions among you. No, no, no. It says, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. There isn't room for division in the church, and even at a church in Corinth where they can list probably a hundred different divisions among them, Paul says they all need to be gotten rid of, and that's so important for us, and we are appealed to here in Paul, uh, to the Corinthians, that... We are appealed by what? By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So whatever is said after that is so important. And what is of utmost importance uh, in Paul's mind to the church in Corinth is that we all agree and that there be no division. And that is the same uh, idea, the same understanding of our church that we have here in New Braunfels, is that will there be no divisions and that we are all united in the same mind and the same judgment.
0: And Pastor Hayden, what is another reference t- for us to have uh, about love or even just... a how to properly express it and how to not properly proclaim that you have love. Sure.
1: There's a great definition of love and how we know what love is and what we do with love in the passage of 1 John three sixteen through 18. And it says this, By this we know love. So we can know love because of this definition. That Christ laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. There it is. Like we know love because we saw it in Christ, and that's how we display love. And it says in verse 17, if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? It's the reason we talk so much about meeting the needs. You see a need, you meet a need. Because how in the world? Do we have all of these things, but we see someone in need, and yet we close our heart against them? And it does talk about the brothers here. So we are talking about Christians. Now, not that we shouldn't help people who aren't Christians, but it should manifest itself regularly within the congregation, within those who have been called out, the kaleo, the the ecclesia, the church. Uh, And then it says in verse 18 uh, that here's what love looks like. Little children. Let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. That is, we don't just say we love and and, and affirm that we love. We do it uh, because it's a deed and a truth, right? In deed and truth, in the way that we speak and the way that we live, not just the way that we talk. It's something that we have to act out in our lives. And that's what it would mean for us to display Christ-like love to one another.
0: Another reminder, Life Group leaders, as we read in our daily Bible reading in Mark chapter seven, particularly in verses five to thirteen, this is what John is talking about, where the Pharisees and scribes were challenging Jesus about why don't they adhere to the laws and traditions of the elders, not necessarily the Word of God. And Jesus challenged them right back, saying, "You, you pretty much say you profess to love me. You say you love God, but and say that you obey the commandment, honor your father and mother." but instead you don't you you withhold helping them and withhold honoring them and you show that you really don't love God or really love other people so even as christians as people who are you know religious like the pharisees we got to be careful for our own lives to make sure am I actually living at the love that first john talks about but pastor hayden we need to for the sake of time to move forward into our application direction so uh, application question direction. So what is the direction you want us life group leaders to take as we prepare to lead our life groups this week? Of course, we'll have a number of
1: questions, but they all should really revolve around this simple concept and question is why don't we see more Christ-like love in our churches and families? Like why is it that people have to search far and wide to find churches that exhibit the Christ-like love uh, in uh, in real time, like we see it. We may even hear it from the pulpit, but do we see it in the lives of others? And that's why at our church, we're going to call this out. We're going to Kaleo this in our church. Like it's going to be something that we call everyone to that we're loving each other through word and deed. And the question you should ask yourself and your life group is, how can you change that in your own life? Like what is that? How do we change in our own life on a regular va- basis to show more Christ-like love? And so that's something you're going to be called to do this week in your application questions is to give examples, look into your own life, and uh, assert in particular areas how you can show more Christ-like love and how that can play out in our church.
0: And remember the motivation, Life Group Leaders, it's to make sure that we display who God is to the world, you know, you know shine your light before the world so that when the world sees you, they would see Christ instead. instead. So the reason why we want to love each other in the church is not for our selfish and focused needs. No, it's to display the, the glory and beauty of God to a, to a lost world that desperately needs it. Um, And speaking of, there's a resource that, you know, Pastor Hayden, you want to share that that's going to really help you understand if you do this for the purpose of glorifying God, you'll be able to do this a lot better. So what's the resource that you have for us life group leaders? A really good book for you guys to read,
1: especially when it comes to the conflict that we face. And it's often why we don't express love because we allow conflict to get in the way of good godly relationships. There's a book by Ken Sandy and Kevin Johnson called Resolving Everyday Conflict. It would be a great great volume for you to have uh, and to be able to recommend there even to your uh, small groups and talk about how we can understand the the origins of conflict, how we can look at conflict with a biblical worldview, and how we can own our role and offer forgiveness in the midst of conflict. And that's what we have to do as a church to maintain the Christ-like love in that environment uh, every single day. Uh, and uh, yeah uh, what we want to uh, as we get into announcements we're looking at getting you guys another volume to be reading through called Spiritual Leadership by Oswald Sanders we'll be giving this book to you guys this weekend at church or if you're listening this past Sunday we, you should already have this in your hand get ready to start reading this because we're going to go through it uh, chapter by chapter, and we're going to be doing the training right here on this podcast. So usually right here, right now, we're going to go into announcements, but in the future, we're going to be talking about spiritual leadership by Oswald Sanders and looking at the principles of excellence for every believer, and we want to pour into you guys, and this is a great way to do it. So be sure you grab your volume of spiritual leadership this Sunday at church. Uh, if you don't grab it there, let us know. We'll get it to you as quick as possible. Pastor Evan, you got any other announcements here in the last? Brief seconds.
0: All right. We have a few announcements. Uh, by this time, you hear this podcast, The Woman's Breakfast Should Already Have Happened. Uh, But we have the men's breakfast coming up Saturday, March 5th at 9 a.m. And so I'm really excited to uh, preach at that, preaching on demonstrating wisdom, but also have a great time of breakfast and fellowship and, of course, diving into God's word. So men, let's make sure that we all go to this and invite other men in the community to hear the gospel and see and meet God's church through the men of the church. Also, for those who um, are going through Exploring Compass, Part Two is coming up on Wednesday, and now a two-week class. So, uh, if there's anyone in your life group that needs to complete the last part of uh, Exploring comp- Compass, just make sure they register online uh, at Compass, uh, compasshillcountry.org, and it's at Pastor Hayden's house. And then, Pastor Hayden, we have a uh, two more announcements. I want to, well, one more announcement. Excuse me, and that you are very passionate about. Yes, we have a prayer night. Our
1: first. Corporate prayer night at Compass Bible Church Hill Country since our launch.
0: All right. And we are
1: meeting Sunday, March 6th from 5 to 6 p.m. at 2415 Lifehouse Industrial Drive. We're going to pray in the building in our brand new facility. It's not finished yet, but we're going to pray that that happens. Uh, We're going to pray that we can get in there before Easter. We can pray that God's going to use this as a headquarter for reaching teaching and training here in New Braunfels. So be there on Sunday, March 6th. There will be no childcare. Bathrooms will be exceptionally limited, so make sure you go to the restroom before you get in there. Make sure you have a place for your kiddos, and make sure you show up and let's pray the socks off of this building. All right. There's so much more to talk about, but we cannot wait to worship with you uh, this weekend. We can't wait to see all God does in the life of our life group, so we look forward to seeing you guys soon.